I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it a minute, wait. I just need to swallow my um, Ooh. orange. Mm. Mm. No, don't you dare start oh. like this. Don't you dare start like this. I don't want to start with a filthy bit of ASMR from my lips smacking while I'm eating an orange. And you're going to now as well, because I know you've got the control. You've got the control of editing this podcast, so you're like, I'm going to use it. Forest, are you, my friends? Oh, that's the uh, hello, Matt. Hello, hey, mate. mate. That's the um, that's the noise I'm making. That's this week's theme. It is. It's. Um, uh, but before we get there, mm. before we get there, mm, of course, you've had a very special day this week. It was my birthday this week. Yeah, little birthday this yeah. week, Matt. Oh, how how was it? It was good. I'm now 34. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not in the 14th. Living in, living in the 30s. Um, yeah, oh. no, it was great, mate. I went and saw some shows. I went and saw two shows uh, in London, and they were absolutely fantastic. It was all good for the creative soul. Um, and I went and ate at a restaurant called Mildred's, which is a vegan restaurant. And they've got a few, mm. there's a chain, little chain that they have in London. I don't know where else out of London, but it is actually, mate, oh. sick. It's so good. Mildred's. It's Mildred's. I took some photos. I'll show you some photos, mate. Oh, honestly, Ooh. what did I say? What did you say? What cuisine? Now? Pretty much, pretty much anything, really. I mean, they do buns. Oh. They do. I, I had sausage and mash, mate. It was amazing. Ooh. It sausage was amazing. Sausage and mash. Yeah, they do all kinds of small plates, uh, desserts. I had a tiramisu. Oh, and it, I got. I got to be honest, mate. It was one of the best tiramisu's ever mm. you know when you get tiramisu's where it's too coffee like it's got too much like coffee yes. taste to it and it's a bit bitter it was a perfect yeah. balance it was like a like a little smack like a like a, a hint but then it smacks you a bit and you're like mm, and then it's creamy and it was just it was oh mate honestly Ooh, it stopped me in my tracks that's what it did I, yeah Oh no! Nice. Like, yeah, Soph loves does. a tiramisu. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in the middle of about a tiramisu. I can have one, Same. but yeah, not. I'm not. I'm not a creamy cool. a, a, a double cream. I like, I like liquid cream, mm. but not, not a fan of the, the lumpy, pumpy. The liquid cream. cream. Uh, what, yeah. uh, what about sticky toffee pudding though? Because Rach had a sticky toffee oh, pudding. That is my favourite dessert, mate. Is it? I'd have been. I would have go for it. Annihilated. Go there, have it, because honestly, and it does genuinely taste like Christmas. Ooh. There's a quite a bit of cinnamon in it, and it is so. It's like clears the airways. It's pungent. It's great. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, well. It was warming. Well, we, yeah, we've done a huge advert for Mildred's have, there, mate. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, did you did you wear your "Don't Be a Hero" podcast T-shirt there, or uh, no? They but I've, a sponsorship. I've or? now just received eighty quid from Mildred's on my Monzo. So thanks, Mildred's. You receipt? Yeah, receipt? yeah. I d- yeah. Oh, brilliant! I'll find. I'll mention it. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that's cool. That was part of the joke. That was part that of the joke, you. and the punchline <laughs> just fell by the wayside <laughs> because, for some reason, I genuinely thought you were telling the truth there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. uh, of, of all moments, right now, Mildred have given you some kind hey, of refund. Look, I'm open. I'm open to any kind of advertisement. Or we both are, to be perfectly honest. Or an email. We're still wait. We're still waiting on an email. St- Still waiting for an email. Um, again, uh, our, our inbox is full. Um, G, good old Dan. <laughs> GGG, got in touch. But yeah, literally, no emails. You lot are dead silent. We know you're listening. Yeah, we know, we you're, know listening. you're there. 
we we can find we you. Can see the we numbers. can trace you. Yeah, we know, we even know where you, where you are. We can find Bob you. from Belgium. You're still listening yeah. every damn week. That, Although we did hear from Bob. We did, once. but he's still holding maybe an, 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 an anonymity, isn't he? Or she, or they. Who he knows? Is. Or they. Oh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, even even an email from Lee would be appreciate, appreciated. Yeah, quite frankly, yeah, Lee. hello, Lee, mate. Where's the, Where's mm. your email, Lee? I mean, let's let's be honest. We, we equally we could email. work on the other the other. We don't email him, no. but yeah, you know, Lee, come on, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> bloody bloody, do one. <laughs> Do an email. No, no, not do one as in go, but do, do an email. He's busy. He's getting married uh, soon. He is. He is. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Lights, Camera, Ramp, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's our, our fellow friend Lee uh, in Australia. Um, I didn't realise we'd be doing a segment on Lee, quite frankly. No, We've really opened this podcast with some surprises. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, what were you saying about him? Uh, it's, What's he got? He's getting married soon, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. That's why he's busy. He's yeah, too busy. He's... He can't send an email. He is. He's getting married soon. He is. He's got a life. He's got a life. That's, That's, yes. And, yes. We, um, we, we don't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> speaking of lives, <laughs> some get lost in this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. Genius segue. Thank you. Um, and uh, yes, uh, t- today, tonight, this at this moment, we are going to be exploring Werewolf by Night. Um, right, yeah, yeah Werewolf is, by Night. Werewolf okay. by Night. It is, we, we both hadn't seen this. This is the so first was, time in this the is podcast quality. history where both of us have not seen mm. a, a, a MCU thing. So this is a first time watch for both of us. And I don't think that's ever happening in our near now, near 100 episode uh, time uh, as a as a yeah. podcast, so uh, it's exciting. This is actually quite a, a monumentous podcast for both of us, um, and also it's, I've got some I've got some got some takes about it, but I've also kind of got lots of thoughts around the 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 fact the irony the irony around the fact that they've called it a Marvel presentation, the actual presentation of it. I've got something to talk about, um, but yeah, no. Um, that, mm. Do we have like a synopsis? Because it's kind of like an episode. It's kind of like a movie. Do we? Should we give it the old format situation? We do have a synopsis, Matt. Oh, we do. Um, we do. We do. We do, mate. Would you like me yeah. to read it out? I absolutely would. But first, what I will say before we Ooh. do that, dear listener, just want to yeah. say thank you, welcome again to a lovely little episode Ooh. of the podcast. But we are still currently on the train when we are trying to build up these reviews, these ratings to the podcast. We've got lots of plans coming in for the next few months. And also we want to be building some new audiences, which we have been as well in the last few weeks, which has been amazing. So thank you for those that are listening and returned that are still fairly new to the podcast. Um, please give us a review on Spotify. Amazon or where else, wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, you can give us a five star. You can do what you want, really. Just you know, just be just be really supportive and celebratory mm. and share the love, basically. Um, but give us comments, uh, reviews. It really goes a long way, uh, and we would appreciate it. Now I've said what I needed to say. Forrest, you, give you. me the summary. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yes, I. I, I... <laughs> Absolutely candidate. Um, sorry, I was messing around with someone in the mixer. Right, here we go. Let's go. I'm going to eat an orange pill. Here we go. Ooh. On a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. In a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life, the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic hunt that will ultimately bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. Inspired by horror films of the 1930s and 1940s, the chilling special aims to evoke a sense of dread and the macabre, with plenty of suspense and scares along the way as we explore a new corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Checking the time? You're Jesus! Checking the time. <laughs> 
I, do you know what was brilliant about that? I heard you come off mute, and at that point, I went, "Fuck me, he thinks I'm finishing." Uh, I'm like, uh, so, <laughs> "Sorry, man." It is wow, wow, um, yeah. It, but uh, I tell you what, that does though is when I read that, and I read that this morning. It's um, it really did get because whilst I was watching it, I, I immediately thought of Hammer films. I thought of Hammer mm. Studios, mm-hmm. horror films, 1920s, 1930s films. Um, and it, yeah, and it absolutely does that. I think um, I did film studies uh, at college, and that was one of the things we, we explored uh, were Hammer Studio mo- uh, movies. And um, yeah, I, I, I really loved that. I loved the fact, like, this, like, black and a black and white movie for the most part um um but yeah just yeah i suppose sorry i've gone strain but gen- you, generally yeah. i i enjoyed it I, I i enjoyed this uh i thought it was uh unique to the um to what we've seen before uh i questioned uh why it was in the mcu and whether it needed to be um uh, but uh thoroughly enjoyed it um and i quite liked I like the fact that it clearly wasn't family friendly, but wasn't ridiculously R rated for no reason. So it didn't have a lot of swearing, didn't have a lot of blood, and, unnecessary blood and guts, um, which is also in keeping with how my studios work. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Really good comments. I it pretty much echo all of that. Yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, it as a standalone thing. I do also query whether it's worth having it in the MCU. It kind of felt like at times. I was watching something that was Sony, you know, Marvel maybe, um, um, but also, I mean, and that's not a diss to the quality of it. I thought the quality of the presentation and and the episode or movie, I don't even know, the short, the feature um, was really good. And um, it kind of gave a new, new sort of like, like little dark corner strand of the MCU that clearly hasn't been explored we caught maybe a little bit in moon knight this kind of horror aspect maybe a little bit in multiverse of madness i think through the lens of kind of light comedy the little quirks that they had um were typical kind of mcu dna that's kind of what made it an mcu thing i was like oh yeah okay of course this is mcu um but it did feel like it was very standalone. It did feel like it was very isolated. Um, and I think for the better as well. And I think that's what made it quite watchable, quite enjoyable. Um, and I think it is. And again, I mean, I've never watched this. So this is the first time I've watched it. I didn't have an inkling to watch it because I was aware it was quite separate to everything else. And quite um, uh, isolated against oops, sorry, against the MCU. Um, but... I would argue, and I would say, and I would encourage you, dear listener, if you haven't seen it, um, please watch it. Because it is actually put together really cleverly. And I think the way it's shot, the way it looks, the horror aspect, the 1930s kind of horror as well, going in, you know, the Hammer production. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I think it presents itself really well. Um, Mm. And not just to say that it doesn't have a decent story. It has a fairly easy concept that you can just follow and just... Yeah, great. Off we go. And then don't really have to learn too much about other characters. You really only really learn about two main characters and we follow those stories. And that's all you need in 55 minutes of a feature. Yeah. Mate, I, mm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to talking about it. I, I, I think the... I think the simplicity of it really worked and I think that's I think this this kind of encapsulates in many ways what I think it has been missing from phase 4 in general mm. which is concise stories clear stories you know simplified not too many characters a clear focus as to who we're following and at all times when we're following them um uh not afraid to not have um not not afraid to not have like a like a massive um focus on uh, other um other MCU characters or what else is going on in the wider picture but also uh, that's the reason why I'm kind of fluffing that bit is that's that's a good and bad point for it, I think yeah. um but yeah, I, I really like simple. Like, if fifty-five minutes, fucking beautiful mate. for some for someone like me, mate. That's a that's a lovely watch. 
55 minutes. I'm going to go, yeah, I can sit down and watch this. I watched it last night, and it was just after me finished. I've just caught up now on Mandalorian. So I've, I, mm. I watched Ahsoka uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm fully caught up on Mandalorian stuff. And it was about half past 10, and I was like, oh, do I go to bed? Or do I watch Wealth by Night? And I couldn't remember whether it was episodes or it was a movie. And I looked at it. Mm. 55 minutes, mate. Oh, mm. oh what a dream. I'm going to talk about it. Ah. Oh. Brilliant, and it, you're. I think this is going back on a conversation that I had when we were doing um, uh, the uh, Miss Marvel series a few mm. weeks ago, and I mentioned about when we are giving an origin story to a, a new MCU uh, cast member, a new story that's coming into the MCU that's going to be embedded, very much going into the future phases. I think this is kind of how you, you should do it. Because not mm. to say that the Werewolf by Night isn't going to be turning up at some point. There are hints and rumours that there might be this Sinister Six, Midnight Sun situation going on where um, we might have Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night coming into kind of like this dark horoscope version of the MCU, which I'd love to see. Um, but mm. this is how you this is how you should probably introduce your superheroes now. Just give us that 50, 60 minute, 90 minute feature of this hero that we are going to learn about in this self-contained uh, presentation. And then they did the right thing, MCU presentations. Keep that. That's a really good way of doing it. And then we just see all these new characters that get played through. And then once we see that, then actually mm. you could play more into kind of releasing those out when it comes to Secret Wars. Because then you go, yeah. oh my God, it's Werewolf by Night. Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, And we've not had to labour through, uh, you know, eight plus episodes of 45 minutes of lengthy storylines that don't don't need to be lengthied out you know you got just convoluted scripts all that kind of stuff this is probably how you should do it and uh, and what's a shame Mm. is that i actually don't know if we're going to get any more presentations like this going forward Mm. yeah yeah Ooh, um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think the, um, I think, I, I think first off, we should talk uh, about presentation. I think that so uh, black and white on the most part ends with uh, color being added, which I thought was a, a amazing thing mm. to do, um, which did kind of bring it back to like okay MCU, we're we're like it's a contemporary series. It, it, it kind of went all right. We've done the homage stuff. Now we're now we're coming back to where we're we're actually at. Um, but I. I, I like I like the it's just all of it worked really worked. So location was simple. We just set in yep. one basically in one place throughout the whole thing. Um the um the look of all of the characters really worked. It was like you got really distinguished characters. So you were you were never confused who you were watching. Mm-hmm. Um which Sometimes, because, uh, previously in Marvel projects, just because of how many characters there are, you get a little. You occasionally stumble on who on earth you're actually watching, and whether they're good or bad. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, a presentation was good. Uh, I, I loved it all. I really liked. Um, at one point, it, it, it went all kind of Hunger Games. Well, when it, they, yeah, that's what I was. That's it, that was on my head the whole time. That was the mm. moment they went. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna p- bring all these hunters in, and you're all gonna have to fight for getting this blood bloodstone, killing this monster. Yeah, hundred percent. That feels like it's a Hunger Games thing. I got Hunger Games. I also got right, uh, and I and I don't really watch it. I've watched a little bit because uh, so obsessed, but um, uh, of American Horror Story. Mm. Have you ever seen American Horror Story uh, or any Rachel series? Oh. Is into that stuff, and uh, I don't. Know, she stopped recently, but like, yeah, I've seen the first like two seasons. Yeah, and and the what Harriet uh, Sansom's character Harris, uh, who's kind of the villain of the piece uh-huh. ultimately. She she it re- she really gave it an American Horror Story kind of yeah. I, I th- like a pro- the way they, they kind of we find out about the um uh the death of uh i can't remember who but their their, their leader basically dies mm-hmm. and, and then they open the box and the leader speaks to them through kind of like a weird recorded voice thing um and it goes yeah she's she's very she brings in a kind of like 
she she herself doesn't oh she's just human but she she almost has this kind of like witchy like tribal vibe like culty isn't it yeah uh, and i quite i quite like that i, I enjoy that that was nice the, um what what made me enjoy her particularly is is that she kind of reminded me of aunt lydia in um yes and handmaid town yeah yes yeah i think she's got a likeness from a casting wise as well to aunt lydia um and but there was this yeah cult like um forceful driven evil intentions but also just incredibly um instinctive as well and 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 like the way that she's she was still quite very much attracted to her deceased husband you know and all that kind of stuff it was like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah this could go all, all kinds of different ways but i think that's what made it really interesting in terms of her role i wanted to learn a little bit more about her I was like, oh god what's going on with this family like what was the family mm. dynamic again didn't need a flashback didn't need anything like that this is just a presentation but like the mm. the uh, the dynamic between her and her daughter as well, um, who is who was one of the leads? Um, just trying to get the name, just bolting back now. On L- Laura Donnelly. I Laura believe. Donnelly. Elsa. Yeah. Um, and to see what their relationship dynamic was was interesting. We got a nice little tease into it, and I suppose that's mm. probably what the aim was. Because if you're just you know limited to an hour under an hour of doing a new story well then you all mm. you're going to do is go okay let's wait for the audience reaction let's see if they want more and if they do then this might become a full series or it might be become its own standalone horror movie mcu very first official horror movie um mm. you know it could have very it, it, it very much felt like it was testing the boundaries of the mcu audience um, yes yeah yeah and i i think we're missing like, and I get it because the villains on the whole need to be superheroes themselves. And, uh, but you, you kind of, the more darker we go in the MCU, the more you kind of want a, you want an Aunt, Aunt Lydia. But it, yeah, Aunt Lydia's, she's doing it for the right reasons, even if she's wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, where, where she's not ultimately trying to be evil, Aunt Lydia. Yeah. Whereas this, uh, whereas Harris it kind of is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Har- so, but the uh, reason why I bring in both is I, I, I kind of want a villain like that. I, I, I like, and it's, it's hard because it, it, where does that belong in, in the wider MCU? But I, I kind of, like as as a fan of the last of us and as a fan of all of these series that has a kind of like re- they have really strong female villains mm-hmm. of like where they have ultimately they've got no additional power their authority um and and who they're connected to might have the powers but i think we just we we lack that we lack, like uh, f- female uh, villains in MCU on the whole have been Re- I'm thinking now. I'm looking at the Marvels, for instance, mm. um, which we we've seen recently. It kind of fell fell quite short in, in regards to their their story, their writing. Um, I don't necessarily think at acting or casting. I think who was cast it is Zor Ashton. Zor Ashton yeah. is that? Uh, I think she's incredible. I think I think it was just the material was just not. She couldn't bring much to the role, um, uh, but yeah, I just feel like we this really shone a light on having a real good female villain that's that's more about a sense of uneasiness and a sense of authority, and less about she's got really cool skills that she can fucking you know smash the hell out of the that's, Avengers. That's so true. Like yeah, not just kind of just thinking about oh look at all these powers that she's got no she's got um like ancestral kind of clout let's use the word you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's like you're right like the authority figure that's what she was and there is power in that and there is ways of making that intimidating making that worthy of a story um and yeah like i was intrigued she was the one character probably bar the you know elsa she was the one character i was like i want to learn more from do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it was like, oh my god, what's going on there? Like, what was, what was the relationship balances here? And um, yeah, I've just, I was just while while you were talking, there, I was looking at um, an article, mate, on um, Forbes, 
Now, this is an article that's back from October 2022, so it might not be 1000% accurate. Um, but I would say, and this is again prior to, I'd say, Loki Series 2. Um, but of the time of this article, Werewolf by Night was the highest Disney Plus audience score out of everything that's been released from the MCU. Wow. Which is, which I think, yeah, yeah. Which, which, which makes sense. The critics was mm. 92% and the audience score was 94 against, say, for instance, Loki Series 1, which is a critics mm. 92 and an audience of 90. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I think ultimately, you you know, what we talked about in regards to simplicity, what I don't think, um, you know, and this isn't just exclusive to Marvel, but I don't think filmmakers quite understand today's audiences Hmm. are can't sit through three hours of uh, numerous different plots and numerous... And that's not because we're, you know, thick of shit and, like, oh, not capable. I just think that we are, without, you know, without getting too political and without getting into something that this is not, (laughs) we are... Most of our lives is working, right? And we are working more than almost any generation before us, whether that's the amount of years we work or the amount of hours. (laughs) And, And I... (laughs) <laughs> and I'd, and and therefore we want short sharp bursts of entertainment something that we can just go into and boom yeah i've had my hit you know and and job done whereas it, it, some of the projects that marvel pumps out other studios pump out it it feels like a fucking marathon mm. to watch it mm. and and you're having to jump like endless hurdles to understand the broader picture and to understand this you've got to go and watch 10 other things and and it, and it, and it's okay to drip feed them in and in case and to be honest i want that uh, my argument for this would be that there's not enough of that there's not enough drip feeding of other mcu properties that they could have done into this hour mm. right but they should be easter eggs they should be you know like a, a british property uh inside number nine so people internationally may never have seen it in inside number nine is one of the best things uh of this century in my view um have you ever watched inside number nine mate i've watched a bit and i've and i wasn't really like hooked on it it's i i think at the time this is year this was years ago <laughs> This was when did it come out, mate? Like ten years plus years. Ago? Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but like, I I watched a bit. I back back then. I don't think I was into that a little bit. Do you know what I mean in terms of its humour mm. and stuff? It's quite, it's quite berserky. It's it's, it's, it it's yeah. But it's very clever, and actually, over the years, they've got far more sophisticated with what they produce. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, but also they are sharp, sharp hits of entertainment. They're an hour long. They've all got twists they're all different genres mm-hmm. you would extreme there is one particular episode that i'm going to get you to watch because it's from a drama p- perspective you'll love it okay. um uh the whole episode is comedia dell'arte oh <laughs> that's blind <laughs> It's uh, yeah it's, it's awesome cool. um it's a bank robbery or something like that oh, cool. um but anyway it, it, but yeah and it, and it's short sharp shops but they have in, they, they've got a kind of a universe around it and they bring in small easter eggs that if you've watched the wider thing you'll go oh, yes they're connected to that but it's not that doesn't get in the way of the material of the plot whereas MCU are really struggling at the moment to produce something really decent that doesn't that doesn't require you to then go and watch ten other things, mm. which I understand is the, na- the, the the nature of what they want because they want you to go and what they want you to do what we're doing, which is go through a whole MCU, watch it all, do it all. But if you are going to bring in new audiences and you're going to sustain your legacy, yeah. you have to make it uh, you have to make it uh, appropriate and accessible to everyone. That's so that's so true, and and. I... This again, go going back to this. It, this is a good example of how you can just introduce something lightly, but also still kind of again they they placed it right at the beginning. They had that introduction, that brilliant kind of. Um, what I loved about the introduction is that it reminded me of oh god, the Twilight Zone, 
the that kind of weird do 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 the kind of like oh look at that weird voice do you know the man when he talks like that it's like oh yo like again I went to my Jeff Buck ne- opening then I've never seen the Twilight Zone you've not seen it they talk sounds... like this ah hello the Twilight Zone ha. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's a must watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hooked. All right. I'm sold. <laughs> but, you know, it gave me that kind of vibe. And mm. the way they introduced the, you know, the Avengers, they were like talking about the heroes above the world. There was also monsters out there below and that kind of stuff. And like, oh, great. Wow. There's this whole new world, whole new dimension. Um, and I immediately was thinking, is this Earth 616? Is this a multiversal world that we're watching right now? Or, you know, with Werewolf by Night? And I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to know the answers. That was just me going, okay, cool, I'm interested. I'm wondering, that's what, again, talking about that golden thread, all the things that we've learned and know about the MCU. Mm. That's what the, the conversations you want to have. You want to be able to kind of go, oh yeah, no, you know, what, what about this, what about that? But I wasn't like, I have to now know. I have mm. to, I have to know in order to understand this bit. Um, so, and I think this is what it done really well. It just focused on its story, its sole story about the characters that it's got. And it didn't, and it was simple. You said it earlier, it was a simple story. It wasn't convoluted. It wasn't all these different people coming in, sourcing, you know, with, you know, this, then that, and, uh, you know, we had that with, oh my gosh, like for instance, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we keep, uh, and again, that was something that we did mid last year. And, one of the fatal flaws of that series was the fact that it had multiple storylines going through. Talking about this rebellion group, talking about how Sam Wilson's going to become Captain America, talking about Falcon's, um, uh, talking about um, Bucky's journey in terms of repentance. You had all of these different things that were happening and also otherworldly things that were happening as well. And we're going to be talking about Secret Invasion soon. And the same thing happens in Secret Invasion. And, this was just simple. It was a simple, self-contained story. And like you said, in the same location as well. And that's what I loved as well, mm. is that it can find itself within one space. We were introduced to this kind of meeting room where they met the deceased uh, Ulysses. Was it Ulysses? Or was it e- yeah, yes. Ulysses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And you know, they introduced the game and all that kind of stuff. Brilliant. Then we went to the maze. All right, we had a little bit of the maze. We met Ted. We'll talk about Ted in a moment. Um, and then we went back to the little circular bit where they were tra- trapped in the cage. Those mm-hmm. are the only locations we really had in this. And that, yeah. you know, and that was well. Those are the two main locations, and that's all we needed. They knew mm-hmm. what was great about this is that it's clear that the writers and the production team and the director and the producers, they all knew what limit they were at in terms of what can we do in this kind of 55-minute presentation. Can't do too much. It's got to keep it simple. Let's think about the characters. And it felt like the characters were first in this mm. and the genre around it as well. That's all. It, and those were really good ingredients to make something watchable. I would watch it again. I really would. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
well, let's, let's talk about the maze. So the uh, the character uh, the characters that we meet uh, are all going to hunt for this relic, basically. So they they are hunting the bloodstone, um, and they go into the maze. Um, and the maze it looks like. Uh, did you watch the first series of Squid Squid Games? Yes, I did. Yes, and you know where they all get um, if they put into pairs in the little, and that's it looks exactly yeah. like that. Uh, it's the kind of, I suppose, what would you call that? Greek, Greek inspired maze, like with all the kind of yeah. what, like like marble yeah. wall things. It looks, it looks a bit like, um, yeah. So look, yeah, really cool. Uh, I. W- one of the things, and this is so minor, and this just represents like <laughs> compared to <laughs> compared to last week when we're just like, like finding loads of flaws and all that stuff. <laughs> but um, I think that for me, we see um, we see one character go into the maze, don't we? And I think it's the Elsa. dude. Oh, is it? Well, they all the- go in, don't they? Yeah, but is it not Jack? We watch go in, right? Who who gets follow? Who do we see actually walk in? We only see one character go in. Jack walks in. Walks in, and he gets ex- yeah. escorted in, and he goes into yeah. the right. And my my only thing would be is that I think they could have take, taken a bit more time on that. So you hear the you hear the kind of the the sounds in the distance. You can hear there's a threat somewhere. Um, I swear, you're kind. Of, I mean, unless I'm being absolutely stupid, you are driven to basically believe that the werewolf's going to be in the maze. Right, that's that, exactly you're, what you're, I thought. Dri- you're yeah. driven to believe that the threat and this whole episode is about what's in that maze, right? Mm. And uh, already before anyone walks in there. Now, Jack walks in there and we see Jack go in, and we, we don't see anyone else go in, and it's yeah, and we just jump straight to Jack. But actually, I would have quite enjoyed a bit more of a like watching them go in, what like not one by one, all of them, but certainly to have I mean, because I'm assuming the they don't completely know what they're going to find in there. So it would have been nice to have seen like the various different feelings from different people as they emerged in there. Whereas we kind of follow Jack in there and then everybody's in there and they're just yeah. all, hunt- all hunting and looking around. Um, so that, that's my only, that's the smallest thing in the world. <laughs> it's absolutely like, yeah. No. <laughs> Talking about Talking. gripes, mate. That was mm. like a dust of gripe. That was a dust, like a dust like a- of... <laughs> A smithering of uh, a, a speck of gripe, a speck of the gripe. Um, but they go in, yeah, go into the maze, and then they're all uh, hunting each other. I can't find the guy who's the bigger guy in it. There's one like larger guy who's Scottish, that, I think. Yeah, the reminds me of Joven, Joven, Kirk Thatcher. Yeah, Kirk, absolutely amazing. Like, and that, and I want to see that character more. I, like, yeah. if the character hadn't perished, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that character on more. And that, and his introduction, it kind of, like, I mean, naturally, like, he's Scottish, it kind of, it, and, you know, big, bearded, kind of gave me a bit of a Game of Thrones vibe. I quite like that. Well, like another Viking character. Esque. Yeah, Viking, that's it, Viking-esque. And, we're, and, we're, and again, not a character that we have in MCU. No. They're all, yeah. they're all like, skinny, petite, like blokes on the whole, uh, even even bloody Hulk isn't a huge guy, in you know, is <laughs> so, so, but mate, that's so funny you mentioned the Hulk. See, I found connections and parallels in Jack's journey to Bruce Banner's journey in terms mm. of the Hulk, in terms of the way that Bruce Banner transforms into the Hulk and he was navigating this, and it felt like that there was a similarity with Jack trying to go and understand when he was in the cage, kind of moving forward when they get captured and him and Elsa are in the cage together. And he goes, look, if I'm going to get transformed, I, I, I can't guarantee your safety. It's the same thing mm. with the Hulk. So it's completely different personalities that are taking hold. And that was quite interesting. And I would maybe again, if, I was to, if we were kind of to mention the gripe, maybe there was an opportunity to kind of like lean into that a little bit more. I don't know if you want to kind of go be a little bit more obvious and mention like, oh yeah, you know, also, you know, there's, what about the Hulk? You, so you're a Hulk then, you know, it could have been a line where Elsa could have been mm. like, oh, what? So you say me, you're a Hulk. No, I'm not a Hulk. Mm. I turn into a werewolf. And then, but like, it felt like there was that, there was that connection that I noticed mm. between uh, the Hulk and, and Jack Russell. Um, but 
that wasn't what my point was going to be. I was going to go back to the maze. Um, being in the maze, um, what mm. I really enjoyed, there was one particular shot when Jack was going into the maze, uh, when the shot craned outwards. And again, just kind of talk about production here. It was really great. You got a really good scope on how big this maze was. But also mm. you saw a really brilliant shadowed figure that was walking around the maze. And you're right, it did allude to the fact that it was the werewolf. But it's not. It is Ted. Um, and Ted is the monster. And I don't know what type of monster this is. It's kind of like, it mm. reminds, it's quite squiddy, but like Groot-like, but not. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Lossy character. Yes. Like swamp Thing. It's like, a, it's like MCU Swamp Thing. He's like, he's, it's like a character's been stolen from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a pirate. It's like when they go to the the, the whatever the the dark side on Pirates of the Caribbean. They go, I can't remember what it's called, but they flip over and they go to an alter, like the dead world, don't they? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Ted and the um. Well, just quick, before we go on about Ted, who I love, I absolutely adore Ted. Um, uh, is the so about the maze? A couple of things. One, like the the how they've made that maze was quality because it had all of these open like window like like window slots all of these lots of cutouts so that whenever they filmed a shot you were constantly looking at the background to see what was emerging mm-hmm. Because there were so many opportunities for something to be poke, like in the background or you know foreground even it was really good shots strong shots there but also leads me on to um hammer so one of the things about hammer studios horror horror films are that they were not known um for jump scares so it was it was a lot of horror it was a lot of threat there was um and there was a lot of like shots where you're like oh anything could happen now but ultimately there wasn't a jump scare Right, you know, there might be a a loud burst of music, but it would normally follow after the actual action, or you know, done in a way that you're not like shit in. Oh my god! Um, And what I loved about this is because it was in homage to that, there there was no jump scares. It felt like it felt very much like we like as soon as I entered that maze, like there was about to be some very very scary moments. Um, But but they never came. Uh, and yeah. and 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 it leads us on to Ted, who ultimately we meet Ted in a hedge, petrified. <laughs> I know, it's so sweet. I I, get, I loved how they humanised him in terms of the presentation, mm. and in terms of like Ted is a so it, it, so it, Ted is the other known name of Ted is the Man Thing, um, mm. of which um, and this is via Screen Rant uh, first appeared in 1971 from Marvel Comics Savage Tales. Um, so there's a huge history with this character. Um, mm. And you know, for any comic fans, I'm sure that was quite a big deal for you in terms of seeing this kind of, uh, let's say, oh, it's almost not OG, but like, you know, an older character from the MCU coming in. Um, mm. But um, Doctor, is, he, was, he was a biochemist uh, known as Dr. Ted Salis when he was recruited for a special project to replicate a certain super soldier serum that was created by Cap- for Captain America. Um, the project was known as Project Gladiator, took place in Florida in the Everglades and caught the attention of a terrorist organization called the Advanced Idea Mechanics, which are called AIM, who sought to hunt down the new serum. During an attack from AIM, Ted injected himself with the serum to keep their hands off the sample before crushing his car into the swamps. Which means he's got super soldier serum in him. And with that, he then transformed into the man thing from falling into a swamp with this car. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. That's, I think that's a, that if you want to carry on with some, a story there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an OG story there. I um I would also like to whilst we're talking about Ted um I would like to make a request to Marvel Studios. Um I would like 
a uh, a team up movie um where it's it's almost like a uh, i can imagine like you've got because ted comes as comes across as quite unconfident a bit shy um a bit nervous um and i'd like a team up movie i'm not going to say who with until i've i've got the contents of the movie out there matt as a as an almost surprise for everybody um anticipation in everybody's uh it is right now, but uh, is a, a team up movie where he is uh, tra- like trained. Uh, the courage is trained. Like it's a little kind of like a um, like from boy to man type movie, right? Yeah. And do, do you know who I would team him up with? Go on. Who would you team Ted up with? Who would I if, team if, uh, Ted up with? Everybody in the, in the MCU that we've met so far. Who do you think I'm thinking of would be a great pair up? Well, he's he's a hero. I wouldn't say he's he's not, but he's not a baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grand Master. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I literally picked anyone out of there. Cork. Can I go? Cork. Korg and Ted. I would I would pay good money and it would be a it would be a comedy. <gasps> yeah. It would be a comedy movie uh where Korg uh invites Ted um to uh and creates like a like an assault course of confidence basically and he just brings him Ted out of his shell and the both of them like, you know, he meet, he meets Korg and his clan and and finds out their ways. Cork oh tells a couple of decent yeah. stories, you know, uh, and then Cork brings him in, and maybe him and Thor go for a little mission somewhere. I'd love that. Oh, I love that. Let's get yeah. Ted and Ted and Cork, mate. That that's what I want in life. Gives Cork some purpose as well. But maybe Cork finds love in Ted. In Ted. Oh, now that now that what a beautiful. You got unconfident, nervous Ted, and you've got quite co- overly confident, um, just lovely Korg. Oh, oh, now that would be that is a rom com of the ages, uh, mate. A Marvel rom com with Korg and Ted is 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 so left field, but would be <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> Did you imagine? And, that and is it, brilliant. It ends with Thor officiating the wedding. That <laughs> would be amazing. That is. Oh, the goats can be like the flower girl boy. You know, it could just like oh. walk down. Ah! And just like throw <laughs> the confetti. Throwing confetti. Um, oh, that would just be insane. What what a beautiful movie! Anyway, I love I digress. that. I love yeah. that. So I mean, I mean, talking about that's what you would like to see as an MCU uh, special presentation. Mm. Um, what other kind of introduction of characters or certain MCU special presentations you'd like to see going forward? Because I've got found an article which I'll share some, but I'll get your thoughts first. Ooh, well, and they can be Marvel characters we've already met, or not? Yeah. Or not? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not we're not comic book uh, people here, mate. But um, I, I I think I would like. I think I tell you what would lend itself to a special. Uh, well, actually, there's two. One one controversial, <laughs> and one that would be good. Uh, so the good one uh, would be uh, who is the uh, Agatha's like? Who does Agatha respond to? Who's like the overriding character in that? Mephisto. Mephisto would be Mephisto because I th- I feel like we need a short, concise special to introduce us to Mephisto because I I think ultimately that's a massive character and they've got mass you know a big story but I think we need a, n- a nice clear like short special to just introduce us so that we it would be good as a preamble for Agatha Cavern of Chaos to be quite honest yeah. Like, yeah. what what a preamble would that be to see her beginnings before we? Because I'm, I think the Agatha series is supposed to be a sequel to Wanda, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it would be nice to have a prequel first. Or is it? Wait, or is it? 
I don't know, actually. I think Maybe. they jump forward and back. I think there's a bit of a time uh, switch. Okay. Uh, it's timey-wimey. Maybe, um, I don't know. So that, uh, that would be a good one, in my eyes. Uh, controversial one, um, which I can't, I can't wait. I'm looking, staring at your face when I say it, um, would be Harry Styles and the Troll. Oh, what those characters? Where are those characters? <laughs> the the two ma- char- that, just, that just immediately made me angry. <laughs> that immediately. Did you just see that? Did you see the reaction? I just went blood just boiled to the top of my head. Oh my god! The most useless excuse for an end credit scene ever is to meet two characters that we've heard absolutely nothing about. Honestly, are we really supposed to believe that Harry Styles is Stannis's brother? Like, really? No. But, well, it would be a great special, though. If they're if good enough characters, good enough story. What? What? Yeah, nice no, spe- no. Yeah, put that's in, what it's for. Put, and also put them in a special. Never see them again. That'd be nice. <laughs> Show us why they're there in the first place, and then and then job done. That'd be That's nice. It. What about That's you? It. Um, in terms of what I would like to see as a special presentation, um, I mean, I haven't thought about my own thoughts. Uh, oh, 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 oh! I'd like to see a Valkyrie one. Oh, I know we took we were talking we didn't really talk about Valkyrie that much in yesterday's episode when we were talking about Thor: Love and Thunder and she had quite an integral role. <laughs> but um, I I would like to see a special presentation of a mockumentary version Ooh. of her running New Asgard. So now she's got that, a documentary crew. That would and she's be like, yeah. Insane. We're just we're just opening up this and there's all this chaos that happens around you know Valkyrie and stuff. Uh, the fact that she's looking for love and she can't find the right person. Like, I think there's something in that. I think there's something in it. I've also oh, said that before about God. the Nova Corps. Like, I'd love to see a John C. Riley Nova Corps mockumentary, um, Guardian style. That um, is but- so right. We need a mockumentary because they keep te- they keep doing all this comedy, but not mm. like there's ne- it's never done in the right way or format. Put yeah. on a mockumentary where unlimited comedy is allowed, and yeah, yeah exa- exactly. Like New Asgard would be perfect for it. Uh, Nova Corps would be perfect for it. Um, there's a yeah, it's a few destinations. Like that be that would be ama- like another one would be good. Would be um, uh, you know how so Guardians three ended with them going to a new place, didn't it? Like they've got yeah. a new home, haven't they? Have they? Or have I made that up? Did they go back to? No, they're all on like a new planet thing now, aren't they? Didn't it all get... Mm. No, they... No, they're, confu- they're, I think they're still on Nowhere. Nowhere's fine. Oh, they, they bought people to Nowhere, didn't they? Yeah. I'm oh, Sorry, I'm getting welcome. Yeah, yeah. They bought... <laughs> they bought. Yeah, there was a whole thing at the end about all these people running to to Nowhere. Yeah, you know they, 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 sa- over, they saved They saved a saved. lot from, from, from thingy... The ground, we'll, um, we'll find out in a minute because yeah. we've got we've got to review that in about yeah four, five, very true yeah we'll talk about it in a few weeks time um, but yes it, basically nowhere would be good nowhere would be a good mockumentary as well because of like that's a real vast array of characters mm. um, and and you could have like a couple of guardians characters in the background having Rocket in a mockumentary yes. would be. <laughs> That would be so I've good. told you once, I won't tell you again. Stop fucking filming me, all right? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like, if you made it like an adult one, he could be having like sex That'd with like so some show. Like, I've told you to stop fucking filming. It would be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah. The um, there's so according to uh, CBR.com, there's been already chats about this uh, with the um, MCU special presentations. Um, there's calls for a Howard the Duck special oh, yeah. presentation. That would work. That would and, be hilarious. Uh, that's another character that we we got teased and never saw again. Yeah, there's. I think there's. There should be some serious. Um, dealings with that i think they've got to sort that out he's been around since kind of guardians og guardians first at guardians yeah, yeah like that's again we, we said the same thing about sif sif has been somebody that's been around for a long time and deserves more of a story how the duck yeah absolutely you got introduced this really interesting funny character and there's been mm. no payoff and it's been nearly 20 years <laughs> like it is yeah and, and yet we're getting the same bollocks over and over again i just yeah. uh, it's mad yeah 
So uh, there's also calls for a Marvel 1602, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, which we, I think we're kind of I don't know if we're kind of getting that in what if series two i haven't watched it yet which is another one that we haven't watched and we're going to review at some point but this is Mm. an elizabethan kind of view of the marvel world and how uh superheroes and uh and again it goes back to kind of the witch trials and that kind of stuff so it's got agatha kind of vibes within it so maybe we will get that a little bit in agatha and callbacks um Mm. but like what the world was like in elizabethan time around uh you know superheroes um i'd be interested in that that sounds really good mm-hmm. uh have you heard of the rawhide kid the rawhide no so the rawhide kid is a really old kind of uh almost one of the first uh uh comic book heroes that kind of came out with stanley and bob brown and jack kirby uh rawhide johnny rawhide kid is a western inspired hero turned outlaw from the 19th century uh, although he has often traveled in time in more recent mm. times um recent stories rawhide rawhide's best comics depict him in an american western Ooh. so there's that i think there's potential within mm. that that might be quite interesting to see and fun yeah nice we don't have a gunslinger do we really no gunslingers don't think so um but yeah yeah nice so i uh, yeah i definitely think specials are the way to go like i uh, if if we're basing off of this one um for sure i i think mm. um well one of the final things i'd say um obviously there's a whole segment where um we find out um where that um jack is the werewolf all along uh he he is put against um laura donnelly's character elsa did you say it was yeah, uh, so Elsa and Jack are put in a cell. Uh, the bloodstone um, it results in him being in werewolf form. Um, so he comes out, kills everybody. Whole scene, lovely scene. Uh, and then at the very end, we we go outside. We see Jack and Ted, um, and the light color starts to appear. I think we first see it with Ella actually. Ella's sat in a chair, mm. and then Ella's burst into color. Um, and th- and this uh, this Matt is where I thought we were going to get a Marvel reference because we see Jack and Ted, and then the the camera pans up and we see the sky for qu- and it's like quite a long shot. And I yeah. thought, ah, okay, are we about to see something dash across the sky, which could be Loki related, Kang related? Um, the, kid uh, have a, uh, the Watcher, for instance. I don't yeah. know. Do you know what I mean? The Watcher, Silhouette yeah. The Watcher. Silhouette, yeah, exactly. It was so many opportunities there to just have teased something. Mm. Um, and I felt like it was a kind of a missed opportunity to have not done anything there. And I was mm. like, well, because even if you tease something, it doesn't ultimately mean that they're next going to appear in that thing, as yeah. we've discovered by Harry Styles. Um, so they could have just teased it and allowed us to have a bit of an Easter egg to the wider universe. But mm. um, sadly, not the case. I mean, again, I think it feel like I feel like they were really just testing the boundaries to see what the reaction was. And as you can see through the ratings, it's been really positive. But again, the problem mm. is, is that there's been so much outcry about kind of quantity over quality and they've quite clearly obviously we all know this this year is very low in terms of what's going on in the mcu only thing really now thinking about kind of what's coming forward from an mcu standpoint is deadpool 3 um and uh, we might get a trailer that drops tomorrow by the way because there's rumors Ooh. that super bowl trailer uh for deadpool 3 might be coming out as well uh so when this episode uploads next wednesday we might have one uh, so we'll be excited to talk about that maybe mm. next week um but i think this is i just to echo what you said this is the way forward i really would argue that this could be something that the mcu could save themselves on by just presenting something like this going forward but there are no plans to i don't think um and hey whatever it's up to them really i but uh, i it's difficult to tell right now. Really is difficult to tell where stories are going, mm. where characters are going. Like, for instance, there's calls for, like, Sony want, um, so, you know, with Spider-Man 4 after No Way Home, they want another crossover um, 
movie with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, but apparently there's rumours that Tom Holland doesn't want that, and he wants it to go back to street-level Spider-Man. There's still, like, just different opinions, left, right, and centre, about what's going on, who's in what, who's in Deadpool 3, you know, um, the thing, uh, you know, we'll talk about Fantastic Four, the thing was apparently shot uh being in costume and apparently uh the guy that played him completely debunked it it was all that if he is in it that's not me and Mm. you know so look let's all just ride it out it's difficult to tell and it's difficult to report upon and difficult to kind of like give exactly what is accurate news which is always unhelpful especially when we're doing a podcast talking about the literal things that are coming out Mm. but I think going back to Werewolf by Night, I think this was a really great contained story and I would watch it again. I was really like, I was, it was just an easy watch. Let's just mm. make things more like that, people. Yeah. More easy watches, please. So what watch, are you going to give it? I am going to give it a, I'm going to give it, ooh. It's a, it's a it's a strong it's a full crisp packet. I'm just trying to think of the crisp. Uh, it's got to be retro because it's old. It's oh, uh, nice. black and white, so it's got to be an old and crisp. Um, I think. I think it might be a salt and shake. Ooh. Do you remember those salt and shake crisps? So you, you didn't walk a salt and shake. Uh, well, was it Walker's the white bag? The old white bag of salt and shake. So there is a Walker's one, which is oh, yeah, white and blue. I would I would oh, say absolutely salt and shake, and I'm also going to go salt and shake, but it's Seabrooks. Oh, nice. Yeah, old old school. You 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 have the power to add as much salt as you want to add. Mm. Um, you're sprinkling a little bit of that uh, MCU, sprinkling a little bit of that uh, color at the end of the program. Ooh, I'm spacing up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but it's an old school snack that we all love and enjoy, and it's Beautiful. bursting at the seams. What oh, a glorious, glorious thing to watch. Ah, oh, right. Well. I feel like that's well off by night. I feel like we've done, we've done the episode there, Forrest. Mm. <laughs> What's it. next? We are tra- uh, traveling next week, I believe, um, to something that I actually can't wait to watch again. Uh, we watched it first in the cinema together, um, and it is Black Panther. It's Black Panther 2. So uh, this is uh, uh, some heartbreaker moments in this one. Uh, mm. First one without Chadwick. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a great film. Mm. I'm looking forward to watching this. I, a, a second time round. Yes, we've both watched it together. So Wakanda Forever. Here we mm. go. Let's go. Here we I'm go. Excited. So, got Wakanda Forever, just so you uh, to keep you abreast of what the rest of the month looks like. So, next week is Black Panther. Following week, we do it with the end of Phase Four. So, we're doing a Phase oh, Four summary. Finally. Mixed- yeah, well, what a what a what a long what a long period phase four is. But uh, I am Groot. We're going to look at it in the same week because it's a bunch of shorts. Yeah. Um, so phase four summary with I am Groot, and then at the very end of Feb, we've got news and rumours with hopefully some Deadpool three big time oh, news yeah. um, so that's what we're hoping uh, that'll be the rest of the month and then phase 5 by March and then once we're done with that we will inform you what we're doing next that's exciting exciting times because we're going to oh. be caught up and then we're going to be having a whole new format on this podcast so it's going to be so so exciting I cannot wait mate big loads of new things and big, big, big changes big changes afoot Mm-mm. Lovely, lovely. Um, talking about big changes, um, we, you, you listeners, will be noticing um, more social media um, as we pump out more realage uh, oh, yeah. for each episode. Um, we've come across uh, a useful tool, um, which is not mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> Hey. Uh, so, uh, yeah, because Matt, Matt couldn't be bothered to do his one job for the podcast, so he is. 
<laughs> removing his role. Um, so yeah, so you'll you'll uh, either way you will notice uh, more social media being put out there. We've also we have got to do a live soon, um, so we might find um, we could do a live at the yeah. end, like to maybe open phase five of a live. Who knows? I think I think maybe we do. Yeah, something in March, a little live in March. We haven't celebrated two thousand, you know, followers on Instagram. Like we, there's so many things we need to catch up on. Um, but like, so yeah, no, it's very exciting. Um, yeah, there's going to be so much more coming out in terms of content going forwards. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited, brother. I'm excited. I- I'm so excited. Uh, I was just having a look what episode we are now on because actually, like you say, we're coming up to episode 100, which would make sense to do. Oh, should we do it on the 100th? 100th episode. So we are Thank currently... you for joining our admin meeting, dear listener. You're still <laughs> listening right now. You haven't gone. That's... <laughs> I mean that's commitment. It, it was such a good podcast, such an analytical, like strong podcast, and now we're just uh, we're back into uh, you know planning what we're doing with our lives. Uh, so this is <laughs> this is the eighty seventh podcast. So in thirteen podcast time, we'll be Amazing. on podcast one hundred. Okay. Wow, wow, we were. Forrest, see us out with a song that's situated around the theme of the number eighty seven. Off you go, buddy. When the night is 87 Oh, not 87 When the werewolf starts to Ooh, it's 87 Oh, oh, oh Don't know what it means But yeah, there you go Thanks for that, Matt, me, yep Put You're me, welcome, uh, buddy. That's that's all right. Turn off and out. Why not? Shut your pants up. Bye. <laughs>